Hey, y'all, I'm going to take a second to give a quick shout out to the official mortgage lender of the Hunt Lift Eat podcast. That's Casey Burns of Prime Lending Mortgage. I've known Casey for 10 years and he's the only lender I use. I've used Casey to purchase two houses and the process has been seamless and easy each time. He's the heart of an educator and he truly cares about what's best for his clients. He specializes in VA loans, but can handle FHA, conventional investment loans as well. He's a true expert and specialist in his field, and there's no one I recommend more than Casey. You can contact Casey at casey.burns at primelending.com. Reach him by phone at 919-710-1864. You can also check out all his reviews at www.closewithcasey.com. Thanks, y'all. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Hunt, Lift, Eat podcast. I'm Carter McKenzie, running host tonight with a couple familiar faces, new voices, uh, a smattering of crew all over the United States, actually. We got uh, Gabe Robinson coming at us from Montana. What's up, man? Not much. Just just happy to be on the podcast with y'all. Yeah, dude. Thanks for taking the time. I really appreciate it. We got, uh, we got Max Bailing coming at us from the great state of Wisconsin. What's up, Max? What's up? Coming from north of the, the old Cheddar Curtain. Thanks for having <laughs> Dude, me. The Cheddar Curtain, man. I've never heard that phrase before, but I, I kind of oh, love that. Midwest thing. <laughs> That's my new favorite phrase in the in the world. I love that. And then uh, we got my guy, my East Coast brother. We got Frank Melito coming at us from Long Island. Yes, sir. Long Island, New York. My man. That's what I'm talking about. Thanks for taking the time, Frank. Thanks, thanks for having me again. I know it's been hard to link up, but I'm happy to be here. Yeah, you and Max, you work all these weird hours with your uh, with your careers, and I'm usually asleep when y'all are working. So yeah, <laughs> I got to take gas down here, you know. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Gabe doesn't sleep ever, so I don't know. Yeah, no, I I sleep on the job site, so I'm pretty much camping twenty four seven. But we made it work, guys. Um, better late than never. So here we are in June. And tonight we're talking turkeys. This is the last, this is the final episode, the final iteration of the 2022 Hunt Lifty team member turkey extravaganza. I didn't really think out the title of this very well, but this is it, man. You you guys get to put a pin in this until the next year. And I've wanted to hear all about y'all's success stories from the turkey woods. Um get you on this podcast so other folks could hear them. So thanks for taking the time. Who, uh, who wants to kick us off here? Gabe? <laughs> sure. Right, Why, Gabe, Gabe let's, let's start. Let's start with, uh, with mine. So this is my second season ever, uh, ever turkey hunting. I got to preface this a little because it's just kind of interesting how everything folded out. So my first season ever, I met these two guys at a party in Washington while I was driving to Montana. I spent the night at a friend's house went to a party and I DD'd and I was wearing a Sika hat and they just asked me like, Hey, what are you doing tomorrow morning? I was like, I don't know what time they're like four in the morning. I was like, nothing, probably sleeping. They're like, let's go turkey hunting. Never met these guys in my life. I was like, sweet. Sounds good. So they go out, turns out they have a turkey guide business. Um, so I bought my tags, uh, cause I was still a Washington resident at that time. And in Washington, you can have two tags, um, and you can actually kill two in a day. So, um, as far as my knowledge goes. So we went out and we did maybe 30 minutes of hunting and I shot two really big toms, which was crazy. Like awesome. I reapered both of them, which was super fun to do. Um, shot them both with the shotgun. And then come this season, I was like, okay, that was super easy. So I really figured turkey hunting was not that bad. I was like, okay, I'm going to hunt for, for one week and then I'm going to go bear hunting because I really wanted to do a lot of spring bear this year. 
Well, turns out turkey hunting is very challenging and I became pretty much obsessed with trying to outsmart these little rugby balls of birds in the woods because they're freaking annoying and I wanted to kill one. And so I was going out with my bow, um, which was fun. It was my first season with my bow ever. So for context, you met two dudes who happened to own and operate a turkey hunting guide business at a party. Yeah. That's wild. First of Just all, cause I, they only talked to me cause I, had, I was wearing a Sitka hat on and they, there you go. They're like you hunt. And I was like, little like at this time i was just getting i was just duck hunting and i was had done i wasn't a resident in montana yet and i was not going to pay otc prices for non-resident montana uh, i was my first semester of college and so i just did a lot of scouting and i watched a couple buddies who dropped 500 dollars on, on a deer tag to be unsuccessful and i did not want to do that <laughs> yeah um, that's that's really fortuitous of you to meet a couple <laughs> guides at a party man that's awesome i'm jealous I've had quite a few experiences like that. I've been super lucky with, with just the networking opportunities that I've had, especially being in Bozeman. I mean, yeah. there's so many, there's such a high density of, uh, of hunting communities and um, like Onyx is here, Meat Eaters here, Stone Glaciers here, Sitka's here. There's so many, there's a high density of, of, of hunting gear operations and hunting people. So you, you can always meet somebody somewhere. But back to this season. Went out with my buddy Isaac and my girlfriend Jordan. Um, we were just going out with our bows, uh, driving around uh, the general region. And then we we were unsuccessful there, heard some. And then we went over to eastern Montana where we hunted in one area um, that was like a bunch of national forests and saw one hen, one hen. And that was about it. We came to this one spot that was this huge bluff overlooking a river with just fields and fields of public and um, – bordering private and while we were setting up camp this guy in a car pulled up and like was like hey you guys turkey hunting we're like yeah he goes well i have a lot of my property like you guys can come shoot one sometime so we went out there and we heard a bunch of turkeys but didn't see any and then i started hunting with my buddy hunter sulak and he's the one who actually got me on my bird this year so shout out to him and he hunts a lot of private around here and so we did a lot of sits with him on some private um that were unsuccessful lots of five hour sits in the woods very long. Um, and so we did that. I did a couple more sets on my own, but when I did get my Turkey this year, it was really funny because at least in my eyes, it's funny because I did all this time in the woods and I ended up shooting a Turkey out of some lady's backyard. I, we, we were like, okay, this is like the last weekend we can hunt, grab your bows. We're going to go drive down this road, see if there's turkeys there. Okay. We drive down probably 40 turkeys in this lady's yard. So he knows her. So we pull up, um, and pull into the driveway, knock on the door, start talking to her. And we are, she walks us down. She told us not to wear camo because the turkeys know that who the hunters are. And if you wear a camo, you'll scare them away. And she did, she said, I couldn't shoot any Jake's cause she didn't want any of the babies to die. Um, and so we're talking and there's probably 13 Jake's and Tom's just mingling around 40, 50 yards from us, just walking around, kind of pucking with, with a bunch of hens and I'm just sitting there like I'm just itching. I'm like, I I, I want to shoot one. And we're just talking. And she's super chatty. And I'm trying not to be rude, especially because this is my buddy's access. And I don't want to mess that up for him. Um, and then she goes, okay, go ahead. And so I go grab my bow from the truck. Um, thankfully, my girlfriend, who's amazing, she let me 
shoot this one. It was going to be hers, but she'd already gotten a turkey with a bow uh, a couple seasons ago in Idaho. And so I was like, I want my first bow kill. And she was gracious enough to let me kind of take her bird. And there was one Tom strutting in the backfield of her house. And so I walk 30 yards from the truck onto this brush line, range it. He's at 40 yards between two trees, kind of strutting back and forth, draw my bow back. And when I released, I saw the turkey just stop moving and wiggle a little bit and then stop. And then Jordan, my girlfriend goes, did you miss? Cause the sound it made, she thought I hit the barn behind the turkey. Well, we go up and the turkey was pinned to the ground with my arrow and its wing bone was just in shambles. I, that was a textbook shot um, with my bow. And so I was super, super stoked on that. Super stoked that I didn't have to go chase a bird anywhere. Um, and it was a really nice uh, Miriam's. So I was super, super happy with that. But I just think it's kind of funny that I spent so much, so many hours in the woods hoping to get like a nice turkey in the trees. And I ended up shooting one out of some lady's backyard, which is pretty much the same thing I did in my first season as well. <laughs> well, there's a couple, uh, a couple different lessons there that listeners can, can glean from that, that story there. One opportunity is wherever opportunity is. Right. I mean, yeah. I'm not well-versed enough in the Turkey woods to, turn down a turkey in some woman's backyard that I have access to, which <laughs> I'm not, I'm not above that at all. So no judgment no. here. What, mm-hmm. um, also major shout out to your girlfriend. That's, that's, that was very courteous of her. Yeah. And major shout out to my buddy Hunter Sulak for, for taking me there and taking down a lot of hunts because he really yeah. helped me. Yeah. How, uh, what made you decide that you, why, why'd you choose a bow this year? Uh, because, I don't have a turkey choke for my shotgun. That's, that's fair enough. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't feel like buying one. I already had a bow. I've been practicing a lot. I was like, I think it'd be cool. I, I, I really wanted to get my first bow kill before big game. I didn't want to be staring an elk down and sitting there shaking in my boots with a bow full drawn. So I wanted a little bit of experience because, Oh my gosh, even for just a turkey, I was shaking so much. I felt like, uh, have you guys seen that video of, I think it was Luke Bryan in the tree stand where he goes, is it down? Is it down? That's exactly how I felt when I shot my bird. Like it was, I was, my heart was racing and oh my gosh, it was amazing. That's awesome. And that's, I mean, that's everything right there. I mean, no one can take anything away from that scenario or that situation. Cause if you're that stoked, like when I take, people hunting like that's i'm like if you're excited about it shoot it like i don't i don't give a shit if it's a if it's a spike or a forky i don't i don't care if you're like stoked about it go for it i would have been just as excited with the jake honestly yeah that's awesome man that's really cool and uh how'd your buddy get permission on this lady's property so he knows her through one of his buddies and he has a lot of public access because he um, he's actually a, like a bird science major kid. So he does a lot of hunting. He does a, he's going to be in Arizona banding ducks for a job. And so he's just like really respectful. And he kind of gave me a couple tips and tricks and I ended up getting access on a couple pieces of private, um, and access to cross pr- private to some landlocked public. It's a pretty big thing in Montana. There's a lot of landlocked public here. Um, and so he just said that the biggest thing is like show up and be respectful, always give him gifts. Like he always gives a gift basket and he always like offers to help him out with stuff. So after we shot my turkey, we ended up going and putting up wire mesh netting around her chicken coop so that the birds don't get in there to eat all of her chicken feed. 
that's like uh that's private land 101 right there i mean and that's that's everything you got to be respectful and anything that you can do to make their lives easier especially on farms like there's always farm chores that need to be done anything like that is huge and it means the world to these folks um and also don't be afraid to go up and ask like i mean i hate it it stresses me out i don't like <laughs> i don't i don't like people telling me no anyways but like what do you got to lose, man? And it's it's opened up some properties for me here in North Georgia um, just by asking a couple cattle farmers, hey, you know, can I come help you stretch fence or what What do you need me to do? And then that leads to squirrel hunting talks and then that leads to deer hunting leases and things like that. So that's awesome. Yeah, it was, it was super cool. And I was glad because he really gave me that like kind of confidence boost because I'd act, ask for private for some deer hunting and stuff last season. And I was like 11 for 11 on nose. Everybody was just saying no, especially around Bozeman area. Cause they just get asked so often. Um, and so being able to do that, I, and having two people say yes out of probably the 10 people that I asked was just phenomenal. I was super happy with that. Yeah. That ratio is important. It's not going to be a high ratio. No, or at least not in my experience. It's, it's, it's always going to be in the 20% or lower, maybe success getting access that's great man and then what are you uh so what are you what are you doing with your bird what have you done so far with it what are your plans so for mounting wise i wanted to do both wings but the one i shot was just trashed so i couldn't do it so i have the fan um and my buddy hunter he's mounting it so i have the fan one wing the spurs and the beard um and then i have the broad head that i shot it with and i'm gonna um I have some epoxy, some super clear epoxy that I'm going to probably mount that in. And then I'm also doing a pretty much a Euro mount for the skull. I'm still trying to work out exactly how to do it. Uh, I can't use a pressure washer on it. So I think I'm thinking about buying a water pick for it. Um, but I've Euro mounted all my deer skulls so far and a couple of other, of other skulls for friends. So I'm excited to try out a bird skull because I've never done that before. Yeah, man. And I told you before this, definitely message Scotty Eisen the skull yeah. keeper on uh, Instagram. Big shout out to him because his Euro mounts are a work of art. He, he is unbelievable with them. Yeah, I'll definitely um, reach out to him before I start doing anything. That way I don't uh, screw it up because I'd really like to keep this one. Because unfortunately, the two birds that I shot in Washington, I did not get to keep their tail fans because I had to leave the next day. And um, I just haven't been able to get back in touch with those guys recently because they've been so busy. Have you eaten any of it yet? Uh, I have not, I am waiting to get a meat grinder and I'm going to make chicken nuggets, but turkey nuggets. And then I have the legs and thighs and I want to do a crock pot of those and kind of do some pretty much like pulled turkey sliders with barbecue sauce. So I'm looking forward to trying that because I don't feel like deboning them and working around all the tendons and everything. So if I can just crock pot them for 10 hours and then shred them, it'd be a lot easier to work through all that stuff. Yeah, that's good. Turkey legs can get tough. Big that's time, what I've heard. So low and slow is the way to go, man. That's smart. See, that's, that's what I've heard. So yeah, look, looking forward to it though. Definitely looking forward to it. Heck yeah, man. Well, I'm stoked for you. When I saw that picture, I was like, God, that's so cool. And uh, probably because it's a Miriam's too, which is just cool as shit from some, someone from the East Coast. So that's awesome, man. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. It means a lot. Yeah, man. All right, let's kick it on over. Let's move uh let's move eastward across the country to the Cheddar Curtain itself. 
<laughs> Max, what do you got for us, man? All right. So this is my first uh, first successful turkey hunting year, uh, third year of going. I don't even honestly don't remember if we saw a male turkey my first year. My brother and I just out kind of bumbling our way through it. Uh, and then last year, my brother shot one. I shot right over one's head. So we had quite a bit of action, but just I, you know, didn't seal the deal. Uh, and then this year, ended up hunting with my dad. <clears throat> Neither of us are, are pro turkey hunters by any means. He didn't turkey hunt to the last couple of years. Not like I said, neither did I. Um, but it was cool to get to do with him. You know, he, he grew up or I grew up learning how to deer hunt from him, doing all kinds of bird hunting, duck hunting, pheasant hunting. But we just never got into turkey hunting for whatever reason. Uh, so it's been cool to, to kind of learn and experience that together with him. Um, so first day of the season was Wednesday. I had the opening day off from work, surprisingly. Um, hunted our butts off that opening day. Heard, all, heard a ton of gobbles. We have a little 40 up here in central Wisconsin. It's a little bit of ag, a little bit of woods. Um, so it's a good spot for turkeys, but they got to be there, obviously, and it's only 40. Max, can you kind of lay out, I know you, you did it on the tips episode, but can you lay out for listeners how the Wisconsin turkey season is kind of set up? Because it's a little different than I uh, and Gabe are familiar with. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird from what other places do. I don't remember if it's five or six. I think it's pretty sure it's six weeks. But um, basically, you draw one week from that period. Uh, and, you know, the first weeks are more coveted. So I got opening week. I was April 20th was opening day. Um, and then, you you know, your, your draw odds go up the later the season gets. But then after that initial draw, whatever tags are left over, you can just buy over the counter. Uh, so you can buy one a day till till they sell out. So I was able to buy one for the third season as well. Um, I, I could have bought more if I had more free time to hunt, but it's just what worked out for me. So, um, so hunted that opening day, hunted a lot. We hunted our land in the morning, took a little break, and then tried some public in the afternoon. Uh, the next morning, hunted our place again. It was a little slower. And then finally on Friday, it was tons of gobbles again. It's mostly hardwoods, a little bit of pines, and then, like I said, some some ag and some marsh. Go ahead, man. I'm so jealous that you get to hear gobbles. Um, that's uh, pretty much a foreign concept to me up here hunting Miriams. Those birds are stinking quiet, and especially around the Bozeman area because there's so much pressure. They're just always, always so quiet. There is like nothing crazier than being in the woods and just having them exploding all around you. Like sun's coming up. It's super early in the morning and there's just turkeys everywhere. It's awesome. And then you don't see them, but whatever. So jealous. Um, so jealous. Yeah. Dude, I, I love the, the gobbles. Yeah, man. Being in the woods, man, nothing gets my heart going more than a nice morning gobble. We get it sometimes where like it's hit or miss. Like, you know, it's probably the same everywhere. But early season, they're going crazy, hemming and hawing. And then late season, like usually nothing. You'll hear them twist off the roost in the morning. That's usually it. Yeah, up here, it, it's when they gobble, it sounds like they're trying not to be heard. So it's like super quiet and like almost timid. It's mm-hmm. so frustrating. I think the only thing that gets me more pumped than that is like watching antlers come through the woods. But gobble is definitely a close second. So Friday had tons of gobbles, like high hopes for the day, you know, hunting out of a ground blind. And the morning starts to wear on. It's like 8.30, 9 o'clock. And uh, start just kind of daydreaming, looking at my phone. And I'm scrolling through Instagram, probably liking hunt, lift, eat photos. And uh, I look up and there's like, I think it was nine jakes just hanging out in my decoys. And they must have just showed up because I hadn't been looking at my phone for that long. Um, so I kind of tap my dad and point to him. And 
picked the biggest one and shot him. It was like nine yards. Uh, so it was like shooting with a golf ball. Like the hole in his head was huge. Um, it was just a, it's just a thrill, man. Watching that turkey start doing you doing whatever they do after after you shoot them, and uh, I'm stoked that I got to like I said I got to do it with my dad. It was really cool to, to share that experience. I love hunting by myself, but some things are just better when you when you can share them. So that was my first uh, first successful turkey hunt and kill. And then I had my butt off again that that third week. Had some had a close encounter. I wasn't able to wasn't able to get him to commit. But dude, that picture you sent me. I mean, you made a perfect <laughs> shot on that turkey. Yeah. But that picture was insane. I mean, you're supposed yeah, to shoot the nasty. turkey in the head, right? You don't want to jack up any of the meat and pulling BBs out of the breast is a pain. So you're supposed to shoot it in the head, right? Especially when they like go up and periscope like that. Um, mm-hmm. And you drilled him like I had not seen <laughs> a, a wound like that on a turkey before. Yeah, that that picture was unbelievable. not safe for work. Yeah, no, that's that. That'll get you banned. <laughs> <laughs> Max, if you can, you should send me that photo. I'd be interested to see that, and I'll send you oh, uh, the entry wound from my arrow. That thing was it was pretty gnarly. Yeah, I got you for sure. Um, yeah, like I said, I had a close call late season. Um, my brother, his season ended on the Tuesday before, and he had been hunting this this one time. Started hanging around our place, couldn't get him to commit, and then I put him to bed. The night before, I think it was my my last day of hunting. I put him to bed, knew where he was going to come down, set up for him, and he gobbled gobbled the whole way in. He was like seventy five yards out into this alfalfa field, and every time I I'd, I'd call, he'd gobble right back, and he just kept on walking. So he was interested, but not interested enough, and it you know turns into a lesson learned. Were uh, were you guys? You may have mentioned this. Were you and your dad running decoys, Max? Yeah, we had a, a hen and a half strut jig or quarter okay. strut jig. Okay. And were, when they came in, were they, inter- what, what were they interested in? Uh, they were, some of them were kind of doing their own thing. Um, but a couple of them looked like they were, they were checking the hen out. I don't think they knew what to think because we hadn't, we had been pretty quiet for a while. So it wasn't, you know, I'm not sure that we actually called them in or they wandered in, but either way. But they weren't coming in looking for a fight and they. Nope. No, they were, they were all calm. They were either. Yeah. Some were just pecking around. They, yeah, they were kind of just minding their own business. That's great, man. That's awesome. And then what kind of, as far as calling goes, like what was y'all's game plan there? Um, so like I said, not being super experienced, I had a box call. My dad had a box call. Um, and then I had that, that gobbler tube that we tried one time and wasn't, wasn't the jam. Um, but we would, you know, early on we'd call a little more. And if we could get them, get them to answer, we'd call again, kind of playing the back and forth game. And then once it quieted down, I would just hammer a couple times on the, on the box call like every half an hour or so and just see what happened. That's awesome, man. Uh, what'd you do? What have you done with the bird since then? I'm, I've got the fan mounted. It had like this little dinky beard that I was going to put on the, on, on the uh, board and then my dog chewed it up. So it was even more pathetic. So I just had, I just have the fan on one of those boards on the wall. Um, otherwise got it all, you know, rested legs, whole nine yards. Nice. Have you, uh, have you eaten it at all? Not yet. Looking forward to it though. I made yeah. um, slow cooked enchiladas with my turkey, my brother's turkey legs from last year, and those turned out great. Oh yeah, that sounds good. If you can, please send me that recipe because I honestly have no idea what to do with a wild turkey. Yeah, I got you for that too. Tell you I what, I can't take much credit. For you. I just googled it, but we'll uh, we'll type it up. We'll put a 
We'll put a Wisconsin spin on it. We'll put it on the HLE website for anybody who wants it. Just tons of cheese is the Wisconsin spin. <laughs> I was going to say, lots of cheese, right? I'd <laughs> eat it with a beer. Like Carter said, low and slow, man. Just smoke them. Yep. Can't, beat a, can't beat anything on the smoker. Yeah, I think I'm going to hit the breast in the smoker. That's awesome, man. I'm stoked for you. That's freaking awesome. I remember, you know, my first turkey, and I've had some that were uh, – I guess at this point, it's maybe a little less than legal one out of a truck window. And I've had had a couple questionable ones back in the day. Uh, But your first legit one is is that's a hard to beat, man. And I'm stoked you got to do it with your dad. That's awesome. Yeah, I appreciate it. And my dad and my brother both shot beautiful, you know, mature toms off our land this year, too. So overall, we had a a great season. I I have no complaints. Yeah, it's hard to beat doing that with your family. That's awesome. I love it. So let's keep uh, let's keep moving east. Frank, you should have a hell of a story, right? Yeah, at least I mean I think it's a pretty good story. Hell yeah! Hopefully, hopefully you all will as well. So I'm gonna I'm gonna preface here if you guys are ready for me. Yeah, dude, come on, let's hear it. So first off, I had all these turkey road trip plans for. Uh, so down here on the island, we don't have a spring season why i don't know i literally step all over these damn things so yeah for uh for listeners what's the island frank i'm sorry so uh long island new york so also known as downstate the city although it's not the city i'm way south of the city i have farms and whatnot out by me but uh for my my upstate friends and family it was known as the city until one of them finally came down i was like no man he, he just has a beach this farm's there, but this beach is everywhere. So that is Long Island. Um, a lot of people, but there is a lot of good hunting opportunities if you know where to look and if you ask the right people and get affiliated with the right groups. So to, to preface, I had uh, you know all these plans. I was going to hunt down in uh, Tennessee at a buddy's uh, new farm. I was going to hunt in Pennsylvania. I was going to hunt uh, like two hours upstate from me so up in the uh, Catskills all of which had fallen through uh you know life happens you know kids dogs I work nights and and whatnot so the uh Tennessee trip my buddy called me up he's like hey man I'm gonna be there so I'm like cool I'll try to find a flight and flights were like a thousand dollars and I was like ah I can't do that for a turkey I, I, I just can't do it so then a uh, Pennsylvania buddy of mine his father lives down there on like 40 acres uh, we had plans on hunting his property. His dad gave us the, you know, go ahead. And then uh, life happened with him. Him and his wife got COVID and that didn't happen. So that got ruined. Then uh, I have a buddy of mine who's got some property up in the Catskills. And uh, I was just not able to make it up there because in uh, uh, New York, we can only hunt till noon. It's, it's not like, you know, you guys free states down in Georgia where y- you guys can hunt it until midnight. That's, that's wild. I can't wrap my head around that. Hunting only in, until noon. You have to stop at noon. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you know, kind of complicates things. Yeah. I was, was going to say that sounds awful because I shot mine in the evening. I shot mine like I, I did a lot more evening sits than I did morning sits this, this season. Yep. Yeah. So it definitely makes things a bit, you know, complicated, especially when, you know, you're going out scouting and they're all over the place, which sometimes happens. But, um, so yeah, so all of those plans, you know, fell through. So I had come to terms with them. Probably was not going to turkey hunt this year. Um, so then 
I so I have family way upstate, up uh, j- just below the the uh, Adirondacks, like up around uh, Saratoga. So um, I go up there as much as I can, but you know, with work and life, it just uh, wasn't happening. But we do go up there every weekend for the holiday weekend, Memorial Day. So I was going up with my wife, my two kids, my two dogs, and pulling a camper. So I packed up all my shit in the, the camper, like in case I was going to be able to sneak away with every intention of that just not happening, you know, because uh, my wife is still not the happiest about having two kids and two dogs in, in a camper. You know, I, I get it. It's uh, stressful. So we make the uh, trek up. All's good. We leave super early, right on time, which I never do. You can ask her that. But I was trying damn hard to make it on time. So we uh, uh, get up there with plenty of time to spare. Everything is situated. Everything is going great. Uh, you know, park the camper, hook it up. All's all's hunky dory. So my buddy's father says, "Hey, man, you guys all settled. All settled. I want to go scouting for some turkeys." And I just looked over at my wife, and she was like, "Just go. Just like, please go." So, all right, cool. Mind you, on Saturday, oh, go ahead. <laughs> Much like uh, Gabe's girlfriend, also sounds like a phenomenal team player there, Frank. Oh, yeah, listen, she she puts up with a, a lot of my shit. Um, but, and, you know, like I said, I had every intention of not working out just because I didn't want to put too much burden on her with the kids and dogs. Um, but she is a good sport about it. So we go out to, to scout and, my buddy's dad was like, hey, man, listen, it's supposed to pour tomorrow. I don't even know if it's even worth it, but let's just take a ride. I was like, hey, you know what? Fuck it. I'm here. Let's go and take a ride. So first spot, we check out. There's two big toms just puffed up, strutting around. No sounds, though. Uh, no gobbles. But and, and he looks at me. He goes, you know, those are pretty killable. Maybe we can try and double up. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, that's fine. Like, it's your world. Like, I- I'm just here for a while. So next spot. Did y'all have your gear or are you just out scouting? Like, did you bring a oh, gun? No. So it was like, it was like maybe an hour before a uh, sunset. So. Oh, okay. So you can't. In. Okay. Nope. So you literally are just scouting. Literally just, just scouting. Gotcha. gotcha. Drive around the spots. I would be, I would just, I would be so infuriated if it was turkey season, still light out and I couldn't shoot a turkey on shootable land. I would, yep. that would, that would I'd be so chapped. And to make matters worse, it was the last weekend. So it was like the 28th and I was leaving on, on Monday. And I, and I knew if I was hunting, it was going to be one time, one morning for like a quick, like you know, a couple hours be home before the kids wake up. So we go out, you know, second spot, nothing. Third spot, nothing. He's like, Hey man, this, you know, this ain't looking good. I'm like, yeah, it's, you know, it's all right, whatever. At least we're, you know, trying now third spot. We go there, and I there was like twenty five fucking turkeys, and he goes, you know, he's like, uh, that's where me and Tyler, so that's my buddy, his son, that's where me and Tyler, you know, doubled up last year, and we have access, and uh, our blo- our our spot is right at the point of of uh, the pines, right just over that hill. So he's like, you know, he's like, we might have to do this. I'm like, yeah, sure, you know, whatever. So we go back home, have dinner, you know. Uh, talk it over with the wives, kind of, you know, put it out there. And uh, he looks at me, he goes, listen, he goes, it's supposed to pour. He's like, I'm getting up at 3.30 a.m. He's like, if you want to hunt, he's like, you know, be awake and be ready. My wife looks at me, she goes, 
you know you're sleeping in, in the barn, right? I'm like, yes, ma'am. So, <laughs> so, you know, we uh, put the kids down t- to bed. And, and literally, I had just thrown all my shit in, like, random spots because, you know, like, I was in a rush and I kind of wanted her to not to see it all. So it was – I had, like, half my stuff in the camper. I had, like, decoys in, like, the closet, under the bed. But they were just everywhere. So like a fire sale, I'm, like, running around, gra- grabbing all my shit, grabbing the pillow, and I'm out now in uh, the barn. I'm like, all right, cool. So I have all my stuff. 3.30 comes. And I was like, I'm just going to sleep in my gear so I can wake up and just like roll out of bed. So 3.30 comes, I get up. He, you know, he gets up. He's like, you ready? I'm like, yeah, let, you know, let's do it. So we go driving out there and it was already hot as balls. <laughs> it, was so, it, was, it was so stinking hot. We got to the spot. It was only like a eight minute drive maybe. And uh, we we're walking in into to the field. And when I tell you, it, it was like, you know, picturesque. I felt like I was in like a an outdoor channel show. It was just, it was incredible. So, at this time, is the sun like coming up? It, it's just oh like no, pretty- it's still it's it's still pretty dark. Like maybe yeah. it's like ju- just cracking it. Okay, cracking. I was up at like three thirty. We were out the, out the door at like a quarter to four. Okay, so it was it was still you know you know pretty dark. Oh, so, I like that. I like hunting with dudes who get fast quick because that's how I am yes. too. Guys yeah, who dilly, dilly dally fucking uh, pisses yeah, me off. I'm not about that, especially, especially if I'm getting up at like 3.30. Like I can't waste time because if I miss no. it, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just like, no, it's like, like oh, I, I, I got to have my cup of coffee and uh, no, I don't have no, that. Get out of here. Nope. nope. I get up, try to, try, try to empty out real quick so it's not a problem later. And then, <laughs> and then that's it. You know, good to go. Yeah, 100%. So, we get out there, and I, like I said, it was it was an awesome walk in. I mean, but already the mosquitoes are like hitting us, and I'm like, oh god, here we go. So we uh, get into our spot, and uh, I mean, the spot's perfect. We're we're uh, sitting sitting you know by a tree with all, the, and now the, the spot had like two shooting lanes. It's all overgrown, and he looks at me. He's like, oh man, he's like, this wasn't like this a few weeks ago. I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's cool. So we just sit there and listen. Now you know sun's coming up, and uh, it's it starts raining. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So I'm like, ah, you know what? Whatever. Like I'm I'm in, you know in a canopy, and you know if it if it starts pouring, like they're gonna sit up on the roost. It just is what it is. So now it drizzles for like 20 minutes and just stops. And like now I'm like, oh, all right, cool. So now he's like, oh man, like we should have heard birds already. So, and literally he said that I heard like two putts and like a light crashing. I'm like, they're behind us. He's like, what? And I'm like, it might've seen me. Cause I'm like, I'm like up against a tree with like my head sticking out. Cause I'm trying to like stare, stay clear of the field. And he's like, oh, really? So, and usually we don't call like you know, late season, especially because where I'm at, like dudes have just been hammering them every day. So we threw out one Jake decoy though, early in the morning and he pops out slate and, uh, I have my slate and he's like, I'm just going to do like some light putts. He's like, blah, 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 whatever, putt, putt, nothing. So he's like, oh man. And we're sitting there and we're sitting there and now sun's coming up. Mosquitoes are getting worse. And like, I'm like, he's like, what do you think? I'm like, I'm good, man. I'm like, I'll stay here till noon. Like, 
if I got green light to hunt, let's just hunt. So now it felt it felt like a half an hour is probably in reality like six minutes later. He, we see uh, a, a single hen come like over the the hill in the exact spot she was at that 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 evening prior. So he, he's like, "Yo, you see that?" And I'm in like a bush cover. I have like a tiny hole that I'm looking through. So I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I see her, I see her." And uh, all of a sudden, she just starts hemming and hawing. She, I'm like, "What the hell?" And usually they're pretty quiet. I guess she saw Jake. Our Jake decoy was probably like 80 yards away. And she was like, get back over here. Get back over here. So, so she starts screaming. And now he looks at me and he's like, I guess we'll just mimic her. And we, we start mimicking and she gets louder. We do it again. Louder. We do it again. Louder. And all of a sudden she's just beelining it right to us. And, and, and he's like, oh, dude, that's the best. That's one of the best interactions too. Like when a hen starts cutting you off. That's when you know you're in the mix. You're in the game because, oh like, she she's she's coming. Yeah, yeah. And she then, angry. yeah. And when she comes, you now have a live decoy. Yeah, you're in the yep. mix. Yep. So now he's like, "All right, like we got to move." <laughs> so because it's all it's all like you know overgrown. So we're like low crawling, and it's still very very high. And uh, we're like, "All right, well, we'll just sit at like the, the opening." I have a bush literally in front of my face with like a hole I'm looking through and then I have a channel to my right and our decoy is like right there probably at like 25 30 yards so mind you so so this so I have had a love hate with turkeys all right as many of us probably have I've shot at many I've busted more than I even want to talk about (laughs) both in tree stands and 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 on the ground I have low crawled within almost grabbing distance and had a hen bust me. So, so now I'm like, I will sit still getting eaten alive if I have to until tomorrow. I'm not moving. So this hen literally comes in on a string. And she's literally like, and, and obviously she stops and she's screaming at us. And we're just shutting up now. So I'm like, all right, now I can't, I can't call anymore. Now she, she, she breaks the bush line where I'm at and she's literally 15 yards from me and she's just looking around and I can swear she's looking right at me. I just close my eyes. I'm like, she can see my eyes. I'm not even going to look at her. So, and then she just starts cutting again. She's like yelping and yelping. And I'm like, Holy shit. So he's like, shut up. Don't, don't move. Don't move. I'm like, all right. And now the mosquitoes are so bad. Like I can't even see straight. Like, and because I like fire sailed myself last night in the barn, I realized I have no thermosail and I have no gloves. So my my eyeballs, because I had just my eyes open and my hands getting torn up. What's a I've heard a lot of people using thermosail. Oh dude. Mosquitoes aren't best. really an issue here. I've gotten bit by mosquitoes twice since I've moved to Montana. So can you tell me what that is? Because I've heard a lot about them. It is it is a it is a game changer. I mean I'm sure God. Oh my God. So like, you know, up where like I hunt, there's a lot of farms, a lot of like, you know, silage pits, like swamps and like standing water. So the mosquitoes are so bad. Carter, I'm sure, I'm sure down by you, it's kind of similar, right? A lot of marshland and like. It's just humid and the mosquitoes are terrible. So like early archery season for deer, if you don't have a thermosel with you, you're, it's just like a bad time. It's it's yep. a bummer. And same thing yeah, with turkeys in the spring, man. It's, it's just a bummer. such like a like a stupid little invention, and I did not believe it that it worked until 
I needed <clears> it, and it, like it's it saved my ass. So mind you, I, I did not have that this time, so I'm just getting beat up like real bad. Yeah, it's a it's a small little container that takes like canisters of of butane, yeah. Gabe, and, and you can, yeah, like that, like that yeah. size, and you can slide it in a pocket or just lay it next to you when you hunt, and it throws out like a <laughs> like a shield, like you're in damn Star Wars or something, an invisible shield. <laughs> and, uh, sick. I freaking yeah. I freaking hate mosquitoes with a burning passion. Yeah. Yep. So if I ever come down to hunt pretty much anywhere besides Montana, I'm going to have to get myself one of those. Then yeah. Sure. Thermocell's worth every dollar. And if you're listening I'm right now, to- Thermocell, hit us up. <laughs> I'm going to start carrying two because I fucked myself. That's why. That, that's that's how bad that mosquitoes are, how awesome that those things are. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So uh, not to drag it out too long, but listen, this was like such like a, a like memorable hunt for me. So I'm trying to trying to paint the picture for for all you guys. So she comes in, she's hanging out, and like now because we're not talking back, so she's getting kind of spooky. She's looking around, and then she's just kind of like she leaves. She's starting to leave for a minute, and then she comes back. Then all of a sudden, there's a second hen coming, and and my buddy's dad's like, "There's another one. Don't move." He's whispering, "Don't move." I'm like, all right, all right. So now, all of a sudden, finally, over the hill, you, you see that to be like a band of like 15 jakes, just all kind of like following behind her. Like, wait, where you going? Where you going? And, and she, you can see she's genuinely mad at our decoy. Like, like one of her jakes ran away. She's mad at it. So, and then, then all of a sudden, we hear a gobble. And there's this big Tom comes, comes over the top now. And he's like, you know, trailing up the rear. And he's like, there's a big Tom. And, and, and then, you know, at, at this point I'm like, yeah, like whatever, cool. Like I'm just happy that there's turkeys in front of me and that the hen didn't bust me yet. So all of a sudden now a Jake, a Jake breaks off and he's, he's, he's coming in hot. And like, then I can kind of see him through my little hole I got going on and then I lose him. So I'm like, oh, he's, he's probably walking the tree line and he's going to literally be like right in front of me and I'm going to have to grab him or do something stupid. So now the whole flock is like starting to come. We have two hens at like one at like 25 yards, one at 15 yards, literally like looking at us. And I'm sitting there with my gun up, looking through a little hole, getting absolutely annihilated by these mosquitoes to the point where like it hurt so bad. But I was like, I'm not busting. I'm not busting these, these, these turkey. I, I want this bird. I'll do whatever I need. So. He's like, you see him? You see him? I'm like, no, I'm looking through a hole. Like, I don't see shit. So finally, like, I see him cross my, like, you know, little hole. And, like, I see him kind of, like, he, he he postures up. I see him, like, posture his neck up. And I just kind of, like, sidestep the thing. And I shoot him at, like, 10 yards right in the head. And this guy just goes down. And, like, and then all I hear is, boom! My buddy's dad shoots. And, and like, I, I looked at him. And he's like, holy shit. So He's like, go get him. I run out. And I'm like, I felt like the the dog from like uh, Duck Hunter. Remember that, that game growing up? I was like, with, the, with the, the two turkeys after doing, you know, Carter's neck stomp. <laughs> I, really, I really like how you referenced the Duck Hunter game as when you guys were growing up. Um, really, really just makes me feel young amongst you guys. <laughs> oh, thanks. You know what? I'm going to be 37 actually on Wednesday, next Wednesday. 
Two oh ago. well, happy birthday! I turned I turned twenty on in July, so yeah, Gabe's twelve. So wow, you are a baby. <laughs> I'm jealous. That's why. That's why you can meet random dudes at like parties, and it's not weird. Like <laughs> you can't. You're telling me that as as a 37 year old, you can't meet random dudes at parties. Actually, that's how I met. That's how I met my family friends. Was at like a hunting group like 12 years ago, and they basically adopted me. So yeah, you're right. Actually, yep. It, that's so funny. It's dumb. I did. I did Carter's patented neck stomp on my turkey, and 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 as I'm doing it, I'm like, man, why am I doing this? Remember, Carter, you were like, you, you actually shouldn't do that if you're gonna mount your turkey. And I'm like, fuck yeah. it, I. I want to eat this damn thing anyway. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, the excitement's too high, anyways, and you don't want it to get away. So, so, so I come back with two of them, and like I said, I felt like the dog from Duck Hunter. And uh, m- my buddy's dad turns to me, and he's like, "Man, you jellied that turkey." <laughs> so, like I said, this was for me. This was a very memorable hunt for me. I got to double up with my buddy's friend, basically. My buddy's father, sorry. He's pretty much been like a father figure to me for the past, uh, you know, 10 years. Super great teacher. Uh, and I'm very appreciative and, you know, very thankful for him. And this was my first successful turkey hunt. I've shot at turkeys. I may or may not have hit a couple that ran away and I couldn't find them. And I may have busted a lot more than I want to talk about. So, yeah, that was it. It, it was a great time, so. Yeah, speaking of, of the patented neck stomp, that was like one of my uh, biggest fears this, this season was if I did get a draw on a turkey and uh, hit it in the breast, missed the vitals, didn't break the wing. Like one, I was scared that I think it was going to fly with my arrow and I was going to have to go run and try to catch it. But I, I was like, I was so glad that it just stopped and d- died. Because I was oh, like, yeah, it I- was, he was like, he was doing the flap, you know? So I was like, all right, I don't want him to like hop away. Cause actually our property line was like literally like 10 yards away. And I was like, if he crosses the property and the guy comes out, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. No, mine, mine did the flap, flap twice and died pretty much. And I was like about to run after it. But then I, I didn't cause my girlfriend was like, did you hit the barn? Yeah, speaking of the old next stop, mine was doing freaking backflips for like 30 seconds. So naturally, I run out there and step on it right away. And then I see the hole that I made. I'm like, that was pointless. That was yeah. just a waste of energy. Yeah, after, hey, you, after you put a silver yeah. dollar through its freaking... <laughs> yeah, you... Oh my gosh, you punched that thing so hard. Yeah, I wish we could post that picture in the show notes. Maybe we should. I don't know. I, I think know. you should. I think we'll you should. It. It's gnarly. like story material, maybe. Yeah, I love it, man. That's awesome. I... Yeah, so- uh, that was that's, my turkey story. Guys. That's awesome, I man. I know it was a little bit long-winded, but I wanted to paint that picture for you all. Heck yeah. No, I love it. And setting the scene is awesome. And I could listen to hunting stories all day, man. I get more fired up when other people talk about their success than than my own. So I love it. Yeah, I love I love hearing everything. It, it, it gets me just as amped as I, as I was. But Frank, I do got to ask, how do you pronounce coffee? Coffee. Coffee. <laughs> coffee. Oh. I got a little bit of that. I was like, he's got an accent. I was like, I need to ask. I definitely have one. I'm told from my upstate family that it's not as thick as it should be from down here. It's not. Really? Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've spent I've spent a lot a lot of time upstate. I'd say uh, pre-kids, I was up there. If I wasn't working, I, I was basically up there. So for a couple of years, I, I was like living up there and just kind of like going back and forth. But um, yep. Oh, and also what I loved probably the best was I got to bring home two turkeys to show my boys and it was awesome they were ecstatic they loved how, it. How, old, how old are your boys 
Uh, so my older guy, Matthew, he's five and my little guy, Anthony, he's two. Awesome. Um, awesome. It's awesome. And like my older guy, all he wants to do is hunt fish. Like he shoots bow, he shoots 22s, he fishes my like little guy. He's two and he, he's starting to kind of, you know, like get into it, but he's two. So, yeah, that's awesome, man. That's outstanding. I love that all y'all got to do it with someone significant to you. That's pretty cool. Yeah, all of you, all awesome. of you got to share your share your success with someone who's who's important to you, and that's that's really cool. I mean, that's one yeah. of the coolest parts about hunting. Yeah, I was super super stoked on that because when I shot my mule deer this past uh, deer season, I was I was well, both my deer actually, my mule deer and my whitetail. I was I was solo hunting, and it was super awesome. But it's it's definitely a lot more of an of a experience as a whole, and a lot more enjoyable to have somebody there with you and especially like a, a significant person in your life there with you to, to enjoy that experience with. Yep. Absolutely. You know what? Like, it's cool. It's cool to hunt alone, but like, you know, how many times are you alone? You're like, yeah. And like, oh shit. And there's no one around, man. Yeah. That's how yeah. I was. With my beard. And then I had to pack the thing out alone. It's awful. Yeah. I'll come, I will come carry meat for you whenever you want. Okay. Come out to Montana. Fine, you shoot it off carry as long as, as long as I get to eat it, that's fine. I'll give you some. <laughs> uh what have you uh what have you done with it, Frank? Have you eaten any of it yet? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So we uh off to bat, I was like, I gotta breast these things out really quick because we're taking the kids up to Lake George right now. <laughs> so yeah. uh, you know, did that uh we smoked it. Uh, I think it was for uh, hour and a half at like two twenty five. Uh we did some some Texas toast with mashed potatoes and gravy on top of, of the sliced turkey and it was incredible. Yeah, uh, sounds great. And then, you know, I brought some home actually for some of the guys at work because, you know, I'm living where I live, sometimes it's it's not uncommon to be the only person who who hunts at like a job or a place. So there was like, hey man, did you kill anything? Like, yeah, I shot turkey. Well, did you bring some this time? I went, actually, I did, asshole. So there you go. So. <laughs> yeah, that, that's something I definitely take for granted up here. Like, I always hunt with, or excuse me, I work with some hardcore hunters. There's always, someone's bringing in, like, deer sausage or bear or whatever. Or, you know, it, it's something we take for granted for sure. You know, being in a place where you are, it's, I'm sure it's it's super rare. Well, it's like, you know, like, a uh, uh, hit or miss. You know, uh, most of the people that, that I work with, so... I live. Uh, I work like an an hour west of where I live, so it's it gets a lot more you know dense populated. So most of the people th- that's where they're from, and they they never been really exposed to it as much, or some have dabbled in it, but they're not really hunters, which is fine. But then you know, but then where I live, I have some of my you know buddies where they're far more experienced than me, and then thankfully I have my my family upstate where like. This man should be on like a hunting show. He he's he's like when he speaks, like you listen. Like, I love that man. Love hearing these stories. I love hearing the success. Uh, Gabe and Max, you got to keep us posted on what you uh, decide to cook with your turkeys, guys. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. We've got a couple couple other ideas in mind. We'll yeah. see how they go. Yeah. So aside from the the breast already being done um being uh you know eaten i'm actually mounting both fans myself so for the first time i'm doing uh you know a fan mount and i kept the uh, beard even though it, it was a jake but they still had a pretty you know decent side beards on them um so it they're actually downstairs drying still 
I'm, and I try to keep as many feathers as I can on it. So it's been sitting in borax pile for like two and a half weeks. So nice. I love that. Yeah, their feathers are so beautiful. Oh, they're awesome. I kept a lot of the the like smaller feathers on mine just to have that just that dimension to the mount. I really liked it, and I was I was really bummed I couldn't keep both wings because I just I just love the feathers on it and how fluorescent they are and the um, chatoyance they have to them. Yep. Actually, um, in hindsight, I, now that all the excitement's over, I wish I kept uh, both feet. So, because uh, I know that that th- there's actually a guy I, I was talking to him on Instagram, and he actually makes knives out of the the lit, the feet. I've seen that guy. That's badass. Oh, like, like, I don't know if I can shout him out, but <laughs> yeah, RP, dude, shout him out. It's like R P Shitsfield or Richfield, something like that, right? He did something for like the uh, the NWTF, and uh, I know that it was like raffled off. I think he's a super nice guy. He does really great work. And then actually, I thought about you, Gabe, that I should have sent you a, a foot the turkey and, leg uh, in the mail. <laughs> yeah, I'm, wait, what, what's what's his name? Because I want to look him up. I want to see how he does this. This is really interesting to me now. Uh, I can well, always since, put it in the. Since, I'll put it in the show yeah. notes too. I'll look okay. it up. So I'll look it up too, because so I feel like I probably didn't do him justice right now by like ripping up his name like that <laughs> so it's, it's rps critchfield rp scritchfield is is his, is what he has his name on he's from texas so huh. and i believe that believe that that's him let me see yep that's him so and he does you know great work and uh i and i, I spoke to him last season actually and i was like hey man he's like dude he's like just send me a foot and, and i'll do it for you <laughs> Of course. <laughs> so, and then I figured I was going to call you game. Like, hey, man, what can you do with this foot? It's in the mail. <laughs> I honestly, I don't know what I would have been able to do because I'm looking through his page right now, trying to see how he does them. Oh, my gosh. Those are those are crazy cool looking. What? See that feather one? So he has two of them. I mean, listen, I guess we should probably get him on here next. Uh, sorry, yeah. buddy. <laughs> Shoot him a message. See if he wants to come on, man. Yeah, I mean, I'll let him know. I mean, you know, probably will. He's a you know nice enough gentleman. Um, hey, Carter. So before I forget, yeah, I know that we had a birthday in the house recently. Yeah. So my, my oh, kid. Yeah. So, well, uh, one or two. One, right? Two. Two. Oh, two. That's right. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Birthday, little girl. Thanks, man. Yeah, she turned two yesterday. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Awesome. So awesome. Two. Get ready, but brother. Get yeah. ready for. Dude, I'm knee deep in it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll uh, hit you up whenever I got emergency yeah. questions for you. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I appreciate awesome. it, man. You got yeah, it. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys jumping on tonight, man. This has been awesome. I love hearing, love hearing the stories. Love the success, and you know, uh, definitely follow through and let us know what you guys decide to cook and tag me because I love that shit. That, that yeah, I'll be sure to, I'll be sure to post it up and if I find a good recipe, maybe get some good pictures too and send it to to you so we can put it on the website. Heck yeah, man. That'd be awesome. I'd I'd really love oh, that. Mine, actually. Yeah. Especially the one that uh you did Max. If I do that one, I'll take some some really nice pictures with my cameras and send them in. Heck yeah. yeah I'll send it around for sure. And Sweet. uh if people wanted to see pictures of your turkeys, Gabe, where can people find you on Instagram? So on Instagram, I'm Gabe.Robinson, and the last O in Robinson is a zero. Last O is a zero. I love the last it. Last O is a zero, and then it's just Gabe.Robinson. 
It'll probably work it. if you type it normally. Yeah, if you want to go see a beautiful Miriam's, that's the place to do it. Uh, Max, where can folks find you, man? I'm at Maxwell underscore 9194. Heck yeah. And uh, Frank, where can folks find you and your dogs? You can find me on Instagram on birddogs underscore and underscore barbells. It's predominantly dogs and hunting and once in a while my, my kids. So if as always, if you don't like that, you can scroll on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I appreciate it, guys. And uh, I'm not sure when this one's going to air, but if it airs before July 15th, that is going to be our next drop for HLE uh merchandise that's our summer drop and it is sick i mean the stuff that's coming out yeah the stuff that's coming out is is unreal so uh definitely check it out preview on the story yeah the preview on the stories it's it's yeah caroline's story was crazy i was i was drilling for those cannot wait yeah i'm stoked about it so if it's if it's not out get hyped if it's out already go buy something so you know listeners once again we appreciate the hell out of you guys and we will talk to you next week